Hello, welcome. Game three. Three brand new players of whom I I hold in some regard. Uh, our three movies uh, for this round, as it were, uh, will be The Menu, Knives Out, and Isle of Dogs in that order. Uh, starting, of course, with the first, The Menu. Uh, you can view this movie on HBO Max, Hulu, YouTube TV, Amazon Prime uh, Video, um, Google Play, Redbox, or Vudu. Uh, all of them you have to rent except maybe HBO Max. That's the only one I don't, didn't check out. Uh, and all of them kept telling me, get a premium subscription. And I said, no. So with three new movies, of course, I have three new guests with me. Um, I will go in reverse chronological order because the person who suggests this movie will go last. So we'll talk to him last. First up will be Ilya. Uh, you suggested Isle of Dogs. Would you like to talk to the folks at home hi my name is Ilya. i am an avid enjoyer of different forms of media uh and i chose isle of dogs because i am a huge fan of wes anderson interesting uh Ilya, you will be going second today and your movie will also be second knives out would you like to say anything to the folks at home zaya i i'm trying to hi my name is Zayed and the reason why I chose Knives Out was because I watched it once a while ago when it first came out and it was very eye-opening to me on a certain topic but I don't want to say what it was but I'll just leave it at that and then one other thing just about me personally I am mostly a console player uh, like uh and my hobbies I like to play on. And I recently built a PC, so I'm very confident in myself, and I really enjoyed that. Interesting, interesting. Didn't ask for any of that, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> and our last player today is, of course, uh, my my pal, Jimmy. I knew him in high school, and now I just kind of know him. <laughs> he, yeah, of course, uh, chose the menu today. Yeah, I chose... Uh, I'm Jimmy. I chose the menu just as a more unique horror movie seeing as that it's more of a rare pick most people pick something simpler like action or adventure movies so i wanted to do something a little more unique and i feel the menu is more unique in its genre so i'm interested to see uh the how the conversation goes today sure sure i mean in our first round someone did pick a horror movie but of course you are still unique in choosing this one i suppose uh <laughs> The Menu came out in 2022. It was directed by Mark Mylod, and it stars Ray Fine, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, as I've been told this has pronounced, Nicholas Holt, Hong Chow, Janet Mateer, Reed Burney, uh, Judith Light, and John Luigizamo. It is a it's very... It's, it's a recommend that you watch this movie because there, there are some spoilers... Uh, I think this this movie only came out last year, uh, November, right around my birthday. So, big recommend that you watch this movie because we spoil. If we're going to talk about this movie, we're going to spoil a lot, and you should go into this movie knowing nothing about it, other than it's about a chef. Um, with that, I won't talk any more about it. Um, so we'll we'll go to our first point today, which of course will be brought to us by Ilya. My first point 
I want to talk about the general ambiance that was presented forward in this entire movie. From the second they step foot on the uh, on the island to the minute they sit down and get their food, the movie does a beautiful job of pacing you and showing you exactly what you need to know and nothing more. And I really enjoyed that. All right, that's nice. How do you think I, how do you think I felt about that, Ilya? I think you liked that. Well, a well-placed guest. Uh, yes, the uh, much like a chef with a beginning appetizer, we are given a very brief shots of the island, uh, the different places. We we are literally given a tour at the beginning of the movie, um, meeting some of our characters along the way. Uh, we got some douchey dude bros, um, some regulars who don't join the tour. Um, John Luizamo, who's just a famous actor, kind of past his prime, uh, which is his character, uh, and his assistant, and our main characters, or at least main character, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, who is Margot, and Nicholas Holt, who is Tyler. Uh, and we get to see the island, we get to introduce some of the staff, and one of the first things we see, oh man, they all li- all the chefs on this island live in the same room no dividers, nothing. They all sleep right next to each other, regardless of gender. Showers. It's a it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's it's a it's a wonderful opening that kind of you you start to go, hey, maybe something's weird about this. Um and you think you it's one way and it's another way. Um Yeah, so I will award you seven points for pointing that out, Ilya. Uh Zayed, we come to you. Gotcha. So I would like to piggyback when we're talking about this tension with specifically when came to everyone sitting at the dinner table. I love the way that we panned between everyone and we could see how everyone's lives were systematically falling apart. And it just brought us right there with this dinner table because you can. It was so moving in a scene where I felt like I was there. And I think that that is something that you would have also liked because it was, I don't think I have another word. I don't want to use the same word again. That's, that's perfectly fine. I will cut you off there. Yeah. It is very interesting because it's not just like, we're not just focusing on the main characters and getting like glimpses and group scenes. No, we we go shot to shot from table to table. So we know all of these characters. It's really an ensemble piece. The only people that we don't really get a general feeling of are the chefs. And all the chefs are technically just one character in this movie, uh, which is very apparent and very, very on point for this movie. Very purposeful, I will say. And it, And this throughout the whole movie. It's not just the beginning scene. Um, so I will, I will award you eight points there, Zayat. Uh, Jim, we come back to you. This is your movie. Do good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think the part that I would like to talk about is kind of the, the simplicity of the horror while also being complex in the themes like, you have what we were talking about earlier with, like, the tension buildup, and then the payoff, I feel like, when it came to that buildup was 
when the sous chef shot himself. And that's when it's just kind of that oh shit moment. Like, this is, like, going, like, spiraling. But with, like, the complexity of how they talk about Stoic's backstory and how it's applied to the different meals um, with the island, with his, uh, like, the one where he was, like, disappointed when he tried to come on to the one chef, uh, when he was having fights with his drunken father. Like, you, you really get to know this character throughout each meal, and I feel like it's very, it's paced out very well, and each one feels very unique. And I, I kind of like how it's, like, balances, like, the complexity of its characters while also keeping the horror very simplified. And it's it's very impressive with uh, how the director managed to pull that off. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, there's no jump scares. Um, there's no outright, like, terrifying thing, necessarily. It's more of a movie where you sit back and you... Like, you, you watch it, you're done with it, and then, like, a couple hours later, you're like, oh, fuck. And it's just, it's so complex, and it's, and it's so, it's so beautiful, like, like a, like a, like, like a three-course meal. Like, yeah. there's not just, there's not just one part about it that's great. It's so many parts that make up of it, that make it altogether an excellent meal. I will say you brought up a very, a very fun point. Uh, when one of the Susefs just blows his fucking brains out in front of everyone, uh, the mess, uh, you brought that up. That is worth mm-hmm. 10 points uh, for the rest of it, kind of the mise-en-scene and the backstory that we get from, from Slowick, uh, Rayfine, uh, Ray Fine, uh, is just, is just, is just excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will award you another, another five points for that. Uh, I forgot to mention at the beginning of this, if you would like to play along at home, and just so our players are reminded, uh, we have uh, three accolades today. Uh, what was the best death in this movie? Uh, which of these food courses would I enjoy the best? And of course, that means, like, I'm on this island, and I'm eating the food. Um, and the last one is name the two times that this movie made me cry. I'm not afraid to say that I cried. Uh, and this this movie, despite how horrifying it is, managed to do it. Um, now, whether or not it actually scared me to the point of tears or just moved me is to be determined. Uh, this is the end of round one, so we come back to Ilya at the start of round two. My second point that I wanted to talk about is that each table is uniquely different in their, I guess, internal faults, but are all very similar in the sense of that they all really fucked up in some way, shape, form, or fashion. But in some small cases, like the three, the, the three gentlemen all drinking, and the, uh, yeah, the douche bros, the douche bros, and the the lady who likes to uh, review the restaurants, they directly infect, uh, affected the chef, whereas the actor just kind of ruined one Sunday, and the chef said, "Fuck it, good enough." You're dead now. Well, I will. I will say in defense of that, it was his only break in months, uh, and chefs generally work until like three, four in the morning, and so his one day off was watching a shitty movie, which would piss me off too. But oh, that's very continue. fair, <clears throat> very understandable. Um, but I thought that that 
that entire, I, I, I guess, like, um, the entire menagerie of fun of fun tables that were all placed together really brought in this essence of each one is unique and each section is very unique in its own style, but needs to be together to make an entire menu, an entire meal. And that is kind of echoed throughout the movie as each table kind of progressively falls apart. Yeah, no, I think you touched on it perfectly, especially because you said the word menu before you corrected to meal. No, it is actually all a part of the menu, which is a big thing throughout this. Uh, and why Margot throws a wrench in that plan because she's not originally part of the menu. Um, and I've also seen some readings online that each of the tables represent uh, the seven deadly sins. Um, or even individual characters. Um, Chef's mother, who is an alcoholic, just kind of drinking herself to death. I don't think she has any lines in this movie. Uh, she she either I think she falls under sloth. Uh, Nicholas Holt's character Tyler is clearly envy. Uh, he wants to be part of the chef world. Uh, the dude bros are greed. Uh, the the critic and her editor are both uh, pride. Um. And Chef himself is Wrath, and then I think uh, it's like Gluttony is um, John Luigizamo or whatever. It kind of falls apart at the end there, because like, there's not really a great uh, like reasoning for John Luigizamo. I think um, he would be Lust, probably, because... Of no, the... That's, the, that's the married couple, because the, the couple. one guy's having an affair. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for pointing that out. I, I won't get into that. It's been done to death. It was just a quick thing about that. Um, so I'll give you five points for that. Um, then, oh yeah, for sh I gave you another three points bringing up something about chef. Uh, so yeah, all together, I think that's eight points there for you. Uh, so Zayed, we come back to you. So this was... One of the big turning points for me when I understood that this wasn't just a food movie, obviously the tension, but when he doesn't bring them bread, the no bread, like I'm not a big foodie person or like 12 course meal, but not having the bread really solidified the situation for not only the viewer, but also us as well as oh, this is not your tradition, traditional one course by a time. This is an experience that cannot be recreated. Yeah, no, that, that's the entire point because it's like, I think it's like 12.50 ahead uh, and only 12 people at a time, very exclusive, very over the top. And explain that Chef has a very specific menu. He screams at some point, no substitutions. Uh, but the breadless bread plate is hilarious. Uh, I love bread. It's like one of my favorite foods, which is not great for weight. Uh, bread makes you fat, surprisingly, or unfortunately, maybe. Um, and uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's character, Margot, clearly does have the, uh, she goes, this is, he's insulting us, which uh, Tyler is like, no, no, he's not. You, you, you just don't get it. And She's right. He is insulting them. Uh, he even says, uh, bread is the food of the poor. You are not poor. You don't get bread. Like, you're just too rich and famous or just too rich hoity-toity. You're above bread. You don't deserve bread. 
Uh, so I, I award you eight points because that just the breadless bread plate was <laughs> hilarious. Uh, so, Jim, we come back to you. Yeah. Uh, I think my next point that I want to go over is how intuitive Margot's character is. Like the things that she manages to pull off and catch on to while everyone is just either lost or in the moment too stressed out because of like everything that they're going through and the fact that she's able to keep a calm head and meticulously find out like more backstory on Slowick and be able to pull things off like getting communication with the Coast Guard despite it being part of the cult as well which not fully understanding how that ended up happening but I mean hey I'll I'll let that one slide for now with how great the movie is but yeah just I I just think it's very rare to see a character that effective in such a high tension situation when it comes to horror and i appreciated that a lot and i think you did as well <laughs> yeah no she's she's 100 percent very smart protagonist uh, i will say briefly about the radio um uh, apparently so I, I read that they tune it to a certain frequency and you actually have to like listen to it mm -hmm. uh so presumably all of this is a part of the menu they they knew that she would be able to find the it was a possibility that she would find the radio mm -hmm. so they would have the one chef on the boat just in case it happened and presumably he would have even if she hadn't radioed i feel like he would have still like arrived there uh mm -hmm. just to fuck with them cuz it seemed very deliberate to have them fuck with it, with the guests mm -hmm. um but yeah so like margo super smart like, it's, I would say it's very reminiscent of the, uh, the, I believe the other movie, um, oh, geez, it's another horror movie that I, I'm blanking on right now. Um, it's like an inheritance scheme. I can't remember right now. If I remember in a moment, I will, uh, bring that up. Um, yeah. So I will, I will give you, I'll give you six points for pointing it out. Cause like, you know. It is great to have a smart character, but like that should be every movie in my opinion. I don't want to watch mm -hmm. a bunch of dumb people unless it's specifically uh, Cabin in the Woods, uh, which has a reason for their dumb characters. Yeah. Um. So round three, uh, we come back to Ilya. My next, I want to talk about the food itself. I want to talk about, Jimmy touched upon this a little bit with how each of the dishes had some representation. Um, but I do enjoy cooking here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of agree. Oh God, I forget what her actor, the actor's name is. Anya Taylor-Joy? Yes. I kind of agree with some of her statements of, although it looks beautiful and it is very presentable, food in that fashion always comes off as almost too pretentious. And the entire time I, I was watching this, it almost felt as if as if the chef stoic was all, always like looking down upon the people around him. And that was a theme across the entire movie where he was he was in the position where he had put his life into this. But every dish just kind of represented a different format of him being like, none of you know what you're talking about. And I am the greatest here. Now look what I have done for you. And this is echoed by her comment of even foods that should be warm are coming out cold because you've lost it internally. 
And I thought that was a really interesting show of how the psychology of him slowly losing himself throughout the movie was more and more echoed with each dish. Yeah, I mean, at one point they use a machine that, like, cuts up snow, and then they place it on, like, a rock, and, like, the snow will melt because it's, it's salt water, and then it will melt and then flavor the dish entirely over the fucking top. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't want to just go, like, like, I'll go to, like... In my work, we went for, like, Christmas dinner. We, like, went to, like, an upscale place, not, like, super fancy. I got, like, a filet mignon uh, because, like, you know, I wasn't paying for it. It was fucking delicious. There wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, oh, we sprinkled the blood on it or, like, oh, we uh, we did this special process. Like, like chef, I think Chef's thing is that he doesn't want to do this. But it, it, at this point in his career, this is what is expected of him. And he's going specifically all the way over the top to fuck with him. The breadless bread plate. Bring that back up again. Entirely ridiculous. Over the top. And insulting his customers. It was, it was, it was almost poetic on how perfect he got the insults. And none of them were direct. And I think that was the best part of the entire thing. Was that none of it was directly insulting. It was all these mild little quips. Until he decided to start directly insulting them. And the thing is, they're not even smart enough to pick up on it. Like the one, the assistant to John Lugazamo, she went to Brown and it, and she's like one of the last people to catch on. Like she catches on when the audience catches on. Um, and it's just like no one there is smart enough to figure out Chef's bullshit aside uh, from Margot. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you five points for that, Ilya. Um, we'll, we'll come back to Zayed. So in this same fashion of talking about chef demeaning them, I think another point to be made is the eat, but do not eat, savor. And I think that this is something that you wouldn't have liked because, I think when it comes to eating, you want, I mean, I guess you can argue that savoring, but you can't just eat one portion or the portion size that is recommended. And I think that that is one of the big reasons why how what Ilya was saying that this is pretentious finger food that is no real meaning in certain aspects of actual food. Sorry, are you done? Yes, I am. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it is... I mean, there's just so much to say about this movie and not enough time, really, to just gush about it. Um, remind me, you said I had disliked a part. Could you remind me what that was? So I was saying that him making the statement to... Not to eat, but to oh, savor yes, it. Oh, yes, the very pretentious don't eat, savor. Right. I would have think uh, you would not have liked that. I mean, it works in the spirit of the movie. Like, he's pretentious, and they are pretentious, and he's being overly pretentious for them because they expect pretentiousness. Like, obviously, I don't agree with, like, oh, don't eat, savor, 
um, enjoy whatever bullshit. Uh, and then it leads to a very fun exchange where he uh, where he comes out and he he's like confronting Margot and he's like, "Why aren't you eating?" And she's like, "You told me not to eat." And he's like, "You know what I meant, bitch." Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't use that language. I am paraphrasing, of course. Is I think. I think the turnabout and the pretentiousness works in it. So I don't dislike it. So unfortunately, Zayad, I award you no points. Um, Jim, I will we'll come back to you. Yeah, I'm going to jump a little more ahead into the movie, and I kind of want to talk about the, the burger scene a little yes. bit. Uh, because I feel like that's the moment in the movie where despite everything that's happened all the way up to the end, the the audience feels most sympathetic with Sloic, and I feel like it's that point where he's just, like, he's, like, kind of second-guessing himself. He's like, do I actually want to go through with this? But at that point, he's already so far deep that he just kind of sends it anyways. And I think part of that kind of realization for him is the reason why he lets Margot take it to go, because it... It's kind of like she already wasn't part of it. She doesn't need to be a part of it. And this is the first time he's like felt something cooking in so many years. So it was kind of like a a, a like parting thanks from Sloic in letting her go before the final course. Yeah, no, this this is the climax of the movie. And this might sound weird to you if you've powered through and gone, no, nah, I don't want to watch this movie. The climax of this movie is the villain makes our protagonist a cheeseburger. And you care about this cheeseburger. And it's an integral part of the plot. It's so amazing that something as simple as making a very easy dish, a cheeseburger, that's it's bullshit. You take you take some meat, you throw it on a pat you throw it on a grill. You're done in, like, f- four or five minutes. Like, the act of making such a simple food and eliciting, eliciting such emotion, like, the music there and his emotion where he's, like, cooking this burger and, like, at first he's like, well, this is clearly below me. And then as he starts to smile because he, he finds that he's enjoying it so much, it's... It's astonishing. It's it's amazing. It's fucking ridiculous. How did this movie do that? How did anyone do that? That's 10 points, Jim. Amazing. Uh, we come into round four. Uh, at the end of this round, I will let you guys all know the dick button will come into effect. Uh, as soon as I announce round five, anyone can declare that they are pressing it. Uh, and you must say whether or not you think I liked this movie or disliked it. If you are correct, you get 15 points. If you are wrong, your opponents both get five. But if no one presses it at any point, at the end of the game, we will all, well, not me, because I know, you will all uh, be asked whether or not you think I liked it or disliked it, and you all get five points if you are correct, or none if you're wrong. Uh, So, Ilya, we come back to you round four. Before I mention my point, I have a general question. When Anya was in his his uh, uh, chef's his cabin, his cabin, and she saw the picture, that was his son, right? Uh, or did I do you miss mean in something? the group photo? The group photo, and then the 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 young gentleman flipping the burger. That was him. 
That was him. Okay. Yeah, I, that was him. I took that in a whole different direction. Okay. Um, um, we. I don't think we find out what happens to his son. Maybe if one of the paper clips says like a tragedy or something, but I didn't see it. Or maybe his mom divorced him. Took see, the son. I, I, to, I took it as Anya figured out that his son was also wanting to be a chef. But something had happened, so he was by himself, and thus by asking him to make a burger, it was like a reminiscence to his child. Interesting. Whole different direction. But that's. I mean, yeah, you can totally get that reading. I think it's maybe a digitally de-aged ra- Rafine. Okay, uh, okay. I, the, the, I, that's a maybe, uh, or just someone that kind of looks like him, because he's like an awkward geeky. Mm-hmm. And I think it says like 1980 or something. Yeah, yeah. That was the more of a question. Yeah. Um, my what point is, is, and as someone who majored in, in arts in college and someone who spends a lot of time looking okay, at art and brag. music. Wait, oh, what? Way to brag. Continue. Uh, thank you. Shameless plug, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> I, plug. The idea of having someone who has fallen in love with a certain craft, right? And he's put his heart and soul into it. And I assume that if it wasn't his son, he had lost his wife and son due to the fact that he's put all his effort into his work. And putting all this time and energy just to have the people just ignore it. And it's such a uh, passerby. And I want to highlight one specific table with this, which is the old couple, the regulars who've been there 11 times and couldn't name a single dish. It is, it is almost insulting. And someone I, I also do like to cook on occasion. Uh, it's, it, in, it, it puts into perspective that food is one of those things that we all enjoy, but kind of is unfortunately slightly ignored overall so then you have this chef who puts in his heart and soul into this craft to make it beautiful and the people around him just ignore it and i i can see that i i don't want to say i relate to him but i can see where his psychology of he's lost his love for the craft he can burn his hand on hot coals and hold it over the fire and feel nothing is because everything he's ever done has amounted to nothing and then when he cooks that burger, it is the ultimate, anti- not antithesis, the ultimate like peak arc of he has finally come back to the roots of what he wanted to do, which is to cook with love. And I think getting called out by it completely did a whole entire full circle of what we should expect. You bringing up the point that like, him grabbing the stuff kind of, and not feeling any pain because uh, he does put his hand in a candle at one point yeah. and then sticks it out. And then at the end, and, the, and uh, technically the second climax, um, he does grab something off the stove that's burning hot. Uh, it's asbestos hands. My dad is very much the same way. My dad was a chef. Um, and my dad can just grab something out of a pot, a boiling pot, and then just... Be like, here you go, and doesn't understand why I cower from flames. But the fact that you bring up that he doesn't feel anything inside or outside, uh, like you just connected that into my brain, kind of blew my mind. That's four points right there. But the fact that the old the old couple who are so extravagantly wealthy, so over the top wealthy, like I said earlier, it costs twelve fifty a head. $1,250. That's like, that's more than my paycheck is for me. So this would be like a once in a lifetime opportunity for me. They've done this a dozen times and you have to go, both of them have to go because Tyler, Tyler needed someone to come with him. 
we haven't talked about it, so I won't. But they both had to be there every time. So that's like, that's almost, I think that's 250 like that's $2,500 or slightly off if my math is bad. They paid that like over 10 times. They've spent $25,000 to do this. Like they are just so over the top that they can do this and spend that money. And then neither one of them can name a single dish they had. And it's exactly why that they're here and their reason to die. Like so many of the reasons are are fucking amazing. Like the critic is just a terrible person. The dude bros are all a part of the, the firm that saved him, that kind of ruined his integrity. Uh, John Lugazama was bad in that one movie. Uh, and then his mom is there because he's fucked up. And of course, uh, Tyler Nicholas Holt, his whole fucked up shit we haven't talked about. And it's just, oh my god. This whole movie doesn't work without any one of those elements in it, like the menu. <laughs> it's full circle. It's symmetry. Um, so I think I gave you eight points and then four points there uh, for a total of 12 there. Um, so, Zayed, we come back to you. You didn't score anything last round. I think you can do better. If not, it's not surprising. But please, go ahead and try. Well... I'm certain that this will grant me some points, and it was kind of hilarious that we you had brought up Tyler because yes. the movie does a really good job of, on the, the front face of it, we're thinking that Tyler is the main character, and they, for a good half of it, it's very prevalent until the moment where the chef looks at Margot, but I'll come back to that in a second. What I wanted to say was the way that they show that him as for me specifically being a narcissist, like he's very self-centered about this and this is what he wants to do. And now learning why so that he is so uncaring, but I also liked it how I know the movie cliche of, how do we let a no couple isn't really going very well is you have them not agreeing on the like simplest thing when they were checking onto the boat and whatnot with the price. I think, yeah, that, that's all for now. I will say, would, would you like to bring up the, uh, the thing, the fact that Tyler knows? Oh, because I think uh, you were d kind of dancing around that point. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to say too much. But yeah, I was... No, no, we're going to spoil it. If oh, it, Last yeah, chance. <laughs> spoil the movies, I have. Send it. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, yeah, when I was saying before how he was so uncaring to her needs is because he already knew basically how this menu ends. And for that reason, he's so excited to experience every single aspect of it and how you were talking about earlier that he doesn't want to miss out on anything because this is a situation where we don't necessarily see everything going around in his before life, but this is obviously the end of his life. Yes. So uh, you didn't fully outright and say it. 
uh, the ending of the movie is that all of the characters die. <laughs> they were all going to die the entire time. And the worst part, so all the chefs know, Ray Fiends knows, none of the, none of the diners know except for Tyler, Nicholas Holt. This whole movie, he's been acting like a fucking weirdo. Like nothing has bothered him this entire movie because he's known the entire time. He's known for months that everyone is going to die. Now, whether or not he's accepted that and he's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to die tonight. Or if he thinks that he's different from everyone because he's let in on the secret and he goes, well, maybe chef won't kill me because he's telling me about this. That's all. A whole bag of worms. He knew the entire time. His girlfriend broke up with him, so he had to get someone to replace him. Spoiler alert, Margot's a prostitute. She's a high-class escort, you guys. And he hired her to come with him today, knowing that both of them would probably die. And maybe him thinking, well, maybe she'll just die. Or just in this blind belief of being like, maybe I'll be here with Chef, and I'll be so honored to die with Chef. And so she, so will she. And it's just, holy fuck. He's known the whole time. Yeah. I what a fucking plot twist. Yeah. Piggyback off of that. It was really scary. Like um, when Margot obviously jumps across the table and hits him, it's just like, and they don't pan around to everyone else at the tables, but I have to imagine that everyone else is in disbelief that they're, Someone here like, knew exactly what was going to happen. He could have called the cops. He could he have saved have, everyone. Like, had everything. And he was like, nah, I'm going to let this happen. Uh, I will give you I'll give you bonus points because you did bring up that she fucking lunges across the table and punches him, uh, which I believe was improvised by her or she, or she suggested it and then they did it. Because, uh, yeah, 100% real response because he knew the entire time she launches across the table and punches him. So I'll give you four points for that and ten uh, for Tyler knew the whole fucking time. And you watch the movie and you're like, well, this guy is pretty weird. But if you go back, I haven't watched it again. But with the knowledge that he knows, it paints his actions in such a much different light. At first, I thought he was a weirdo. He's a whack job. Or if he was in on it, which technically he kind of was. But changes your perception entirely um jim we come back to you yeah um i think my next point is kind of just talking about like how the menu was styled i I think that was something i found very especially uh the one meal with the uh the tortillas on how it, tortillas. Yeah, the and each one was had like a picture on it of like all their follies. Um, Tyler was like taking picture of f- like food or whatever, showing like his fanaticism, and then the one old guy who was talking with another woman, the the douche bros in their uh, <laughs> their like bank account notes, <laughs> and then also. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on whether or not uh, this happened around the same time, but the the one boss of the Duke Bros and how they had him in like the angel wings as kind of like 
they're him being slow like, like guardian angel and then they drop yeah, him down as kind of like a like a fallen angel as he's like drowning in the water i found that to be a very like interesting uh style choice and it was very intriguing on <laughs> That was that was definitely after this. I will I will actually say there's a there were very cool moment uh, because this is right because as this is happening, Margot decides to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. um, because he he snaps at her and he also yells at her and calls her a child or something. And she's like, "You don't talk to me that way. I'm going to the bathroom right now." And she goes into the bathroom to start smoking. And she looks out the window, and there's a chef carrying wings. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Um, And I believe it's an actual term, an angel investor, someone who comes and saves you from financial hardship, because the investor saved them from COVID. Uh, Don't know if I needed that movie, but, you know, paints it in a light. Um, And, yeah, no, it was totally, because I think they call it a fallen angel, and then we have to watch as this man drowns. I'll bring and I I had points for that. Um Ah uh, yeah, no. So we have to watch this man cuz he's strung up tied to the wings. Like it's horrible. It's disturbing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I can't look away. Um yeah, man. They made I have I made they made tacos scary. They made <laughs> tortillas scary. Like, yeah. oh my god! Like, imagine you—you're just going to a restaurant and they go, "Here are your tortillas," and it's pictures of you. <laughs> what the fuck? That—that <laughs> that is the pause moment. It's like, hmm. <laughs> um. So that's ten points because you know, uh, tortillas. Tortillas. Um, and then seven points for the drowning because you brought it up. Is oh my god. I will say, so just in case you haven't watched the movie, you've powered through. Uh, one of the douche bros goes, what the fuck is this? And Hong Chao, the mater d, goes, it's tortillas. And he goes, I know that. What is this? And he goes, tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crazy. It is round five. The dick button is now in play. Uh, the scores as it stands, Ilya has 32 points. Zayat has 30 points. Uh, and Jim currently has 48 points, uh, putting him in the lead. But oh we'll see goodness. if he can uh, be displaced because there are a lot of points on the board still. And a 15-point bonus for anyone that wants to snatch it up. Uh, Ilya, we come back to you. Um, I... Sorry, Ilya? Uh, I think I heard his door open. He might not be here. So to pass the time... Some I messages? Th- yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He yeah. said, let Zaya go. So. Very sorry for any technical issues there. You know, it's not really my podcast if we hadn't had it. I mean, like the one we had like one video we had, sorry, one podcast we had like five stoppages. So let's try not to do that. Um, Ilya, it was your turn when we, yes. when we broke. Uh, it's still your turn. My next point is about the, I want to call the poeticism of each one of the people and how each one of them is very unique and specific with each one of their consequences and their, like, the things they get based on their actions is quite, I want to say, comical in a way and very uh, specific to them. 
how the old married couple, he loses his ring finger. How the boss who saved him as the angel was sunken down as if like Icarus falling because he flew too close to the sun. The uh, business bros having to run for their lives after using money to hide behind most of their actions. Each one of these tables had something very specific about them that 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 he he picked out meticulously and and wringed it out of them and it was quite poetic yeah i mean now that you like you you do bring out all of that now it is 100 percent like the angel you know we we picture angels being in the sky being high above uh watching him sink to the bottom and forcing us to watch it basically um the dude bros having to hide uh i mean technically all of the men in that scene had to hide um but yeah they were running away yeah no because like most like bank accounts are like in the cayman islands or like sweden or like offshore accounts and they were running away from an island they were running to the mainland technically uh and the married couple obviously the man who's cheating gets his ring finger cut off and i kind of want to know what would happen if like in that moment he he's like thinking about it a little better and he goes with my right hand and then they have to go no your your left hand and then still chop it off <laughs> it's all a part of the menu it's i'm gonna harp on that the rest of this podcast but it's all a part of the menu uh, for bringing up all th- all three of those, I'll give you five points apiece for that, uh, giving you 15 points overall. Um, Zayed, we come back to you. So I'm hoping that this will be a very strong two points, but I'm not sure. So these were going to be centered around Margot or Aaron, whichever one. Yes. But uh, we'll, we'll say Margot just because that's what she's called throughout the most of the movie. Uh, her real name is, of course, Aaron. So the first thing I want to talk about is right before when she goes to the bathroom after Tyler has snapped at her, she's in there smoking. And when the chef comes in, I thought that that was very unrealistic for her not to scream. And obviously... There was a situation where the tension in, of the movie was making it seem like that she's not who she says she was. And I had some other thoughts about I thought that she was actually a chef herself and she was there to break down the entire thing. But needless to say, I thought that that was very unnatural and such. And that would have been something that you would have. I feel like he wouldn't have liked that. And then also with that um, same thing with Margot is her ideology as far as I think we ta- I talked about this a little bit with like the food, um, specifically when Tyler says that like athlete watchers are idiots and stuff and like food art or like making food is where it's at. I think that that is something that makes her stand out a lot more and I know that that's something that I liked a lot specifically because I'm not the biggest, I shouldn't say, sports watcher. I just haven't been recently. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you bring up two good points. Uh, You actually touched on three in my notes. 
because um, I find it a little rip. I, I find it a little ridiculous that uh, Ralph Fine can unlock the bathroom door. Uh, that's five points yes. there. Also horrifying. He can open. He can unlock the bathroom door. That's horrifying. That's an invasion of privacy. I think she knew if she screamed, no one would help her. That is also uh, which fair. Which might just been a character choice on her part. But no, a very horrifying scene there when he just like you see his his he comes up to the door. You can see like it's like a mosaic, so you can't really see through it. You can see shapes and colors. Uh, and then you just hear click, and she's like, what are you doing? And he just walks in. And he's like, who are you? Um, I have the whole quote, because uh, you did bring it up. You know you know how people idolize athletes, musicians, and, and like there's a little bit, and, and painters? Yeah, those people are idiots. What they do doesn't matter. They play with inflatable balls and ukuleles and shit. Such a weird thing, like, like, you know, I kind of agree with athletes on that. Like, I don't, I don't think that we should be paying someone like thirty-two million dollars to play baseball or football. You know, I think they're very famous. Like, they should get like, you know, like something reasonable. I also don't think actors should be making like fifty million dollars. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. made like ten million dollars for being in Spider-Man for like ten minutes. Like a million dollars a minute, right there, bit ridiculous. And it's it's such an encapsulation of Tyler's character there that he finds people that like uh, normal people, really, like people who watch sports, that listen to music, that like art, all normal people. And he just goes, "Those people are idiots." And he, and then that moment, he's like, "I'm better than them." Tells you all you need to really know about that character, and of course, just. Ralph Fine coming into the bathroom. Wow. Um, so uh, five points because I uh, don't think he should be able to get in that bathroom, but it makes sense. Um, eight points because it's horrifying that he can get in there. Uh, so 13. Uh, and then uh, another eight um, for the athletes, musicians, and painters line because uh, it's, it's very funny. The script is amazing. Um so I think altogether that's um uh, I think that's 21 points right there. Much better than uh round 3. Uh keep it up. Uh Jim, we come back to you at the bottom of the 5th. Yeah. Um I think my next point that I want to go over is just the relationship that Sloic has with his chefs. I feel like the whole, like, cult aspect and how, regardless of, like, how severe, like, any of the actions he makes them do, they just follow through with no hesitation. And also, I find it very interesting that he was able to plan accordingly, knowing that when he indoctrinated Tyler into his cult, that his dish was going to be shit. And he just absolutely rips into the man, destroying him and everything he stood for. And I'm just like, wow. Like, you kind of, like, take a minute to think about it. Like, it's just with those types of people, with Sloic as this movie's example. And it's like you can compare it to, like, the Manson family. And it's just like, the some, it's like how people get into those positions of power and how they manage to make so many people so feeble-minded and just 
like one track to their cause is just very baffling. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, it's really not. People are very easily influenced. Like the mind is very easy, especially if you mm-hmm. if you're seen as an other in society and you have this very charismatic guy like Manson coming in and saying, "Hey, here's a place where you can be accepted. You just have to listen to everything I say." You're you're going to leap on that if you're feeling disenfranchised, if you feel like people don't notice you, if you don't feel loved. Like you, like if your parents don't love you, what are you supposed to do? Uh, here is a very handsome, charismatic man that says he loves you. You're going to go with him nine times out of ten. Yeah. Especially if you're vulnerable. Um, very interesting thing. In this movie, the word cult is never used. It's never... It's horribly implied throughout the entire movie. There is no individuality. All the chefs live in the same place. We don't even know, really, any of their names except for the one that... Blows his brains out. I believe it was Jeremy Luddens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the one chef that stabs uh, Lo- uh, Slowick in the leg uh, it was Catherine something. Mm-hmm. And Elsa, the, uh, the maitre d'. We don't know any of the other chef's names. They're just a mass of people. They have no distinguishing features other than what they look like. We don't know any of their personalities. They're all just a mass. They are one full character, like I said earlier. Uh, You brought this up. You didn't mention how funny it was. It was one of the funniest parts of this fucking movie. It was Tyler's bullshit. Uh, The title cards with all the food is amazing. None of you have brought them up yet. I'm disappointed in every single one of you. Oh, yeah. It's just so great. (laughs) Tyler's bullshit. Undercooked lamb, inedible shallot leek butter sauce, utter lack of cohesion. I wrote that word for word. <laughs> and then at the top, Tyler's bullshit. It's, it's fucking hilarious. It entirely embarrasses him. It puts him in his place. It makes, oh my God, he does get indoctrinated 100%. And thing is, he's not a chef. So the entire time, Slowick knows that he can't cook. Because, like, if you can cook, like, if you're such an enthusiast, you're going to be like, you're going to work in a restaurant, presumably. You're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I have all this fancy stuff at home. I've never used it before. Like, at no point did he say, oh, yeah, I use that to make this. He just goes, I have that and fancy stuff. Yeah. Fucking. (sighs) And then he ends up in a freezer. (laughs) I don't know if it's in the freezer. It's um, pantry, freezer, yes. something like that, yeah. So, Tyler's bullshit, because I do believe you said Tyler's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, that gets you 10 points. And I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you a little more for the occult aspect. I'll give you four points for the cult aspect. Uh, that is, starting us off around six, Ilya, we come back to you. You took my point. I was going to talk about Tyler's bullshit. <laughs> I was we haven't gonna... talked about any of the other title cards if you would like to talk about one of them I w- I wanted to so I actually was going to bring up Tyler's character in general how yeah. he just disappeared how he was whispered and then we never really got a true conclusion no, it was hinted that I definitely missed that entire portion he he hung him or he hanged himself okay okay because I saw the hanged. tide getting taken off and he just kind of disappeared and I was like oh I see uh, Tyler no, we makes it out. We see his legs, because uh, Aunt 
uh, Margot is called back into the kitchen. She looks and she gasps, and we see her looking into the room uh, where his legs are hanging. And then it cuts back to her looking over her shoulder, and we can see his, like most of his body. We can't see his head, and presumably he hung himself with his tie, maybe. Oh, I missed that entire portion. Yeah, I can't believe. You know what? You did touch on to that. You did touch on to a thing, so you still get points for it. Uh, his death is horribly anticlimactic. It is, because you have this dude who spent the entire movie, like, priding himself on his knowledge of cooking, simply to just end in him hanging himself because Chef forced him to cook. So much so, you didn't even notice, Ilya. No, it, it uh, was... Wh- what was it, your other point, though? It, it just passed over, because I was going to talk about how he, his dish, in theory, makes sense. Yeah. It's a very simple, very well-developed, very well-crafted, but... Put on, put on the spot with pressure, especially in front of an audience and a world-renowned chef and a bunch of his sous chefs, he's going to fail. Slowick put him in a perfect position to fail, and he, was, he knew that he was going to fail if he forced him to cook. And I think that was part of his, I mean, it was part of his master plan. It was part of the entirety of the course, part of the menu. Part of the menu. Was that he knew he was going to fail, and it kind of brings back to this idea of poetic justice for each one of the people. I think in the slim possibility, because maybe there is a universe uh, where he is actually an avant-garde chef or something. Maybe it was simply the pressure that he was put under came out being bad, or it was always going to be bad. Maybe there is one universe there where it's actually amazing, and then chef like kisses him on both cheeks, and he's like, "You, you, you're with us now," and then he's just one of the one of the crowd, one of the faceless. Because he's the most happy to be there the entire time. Probably like the chefs. Um, so I will give you four points for that. And you like, you didn't even notice that he died. That's nope. nine points there because I have entirely. He's anticlimactic. He's the secondary villain. He could have stopped this. He didn't. And then he just hangs himself. I 100% thought this was going to be a cannibal movie simply because it was a movie about a horror, a horror movie about a restaurant. There was no cannibalism at all. And that's amazing. I 100% thought they were going to Rocky Horror Picture show him and they were, everyone was going to be forced to eat Tyler. But no, we, he hangs himself. I thought something very similar. Like, I thought, yeah, they were going to, yeah, he was going back there to, like, let, allow himself to be cooked. No, I I thought he was going to throw himself onto the fryer. I thought, like, Chef was going to whisper, get onto the fryer or whatever. And he was just, they were going to, like, chop him up and cook him right then and there. Uh, that didn't happen. Um, so I believe um, uh, that is 13 points for you, Ilya. Uh, Zayed, we come back to you. Quick question for you. If I'm pressing the dick button, do I still get uh, get to have a turn? Yes, you still will get your turn. Alrighty. Then I am pressing the dick button, but I will say my point first. Um, no, 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 no. You have to do it right now, as soon as you do it. Oh, then I think that you, Kaysen, I think that you do like this movie. <sighs> Zayed, I have to be honest with you. No. Don't. I have to be honest with you. Don't. This, this movie, uh, this, this, this very slow train wreck, it's probably my favorite horror movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah. going into it, my favorite horror movie of all time, My Bloody Valentine. 
uh, maybe Silence of the Lambs. This movie blew both of those movies out of the fucking water. That's 15 points for you, my friend, because you are correct. This entire time, you guys have been, like, gushing about this film, and I've been slowly dying inside because I can't go, Oh my god, I know you guys! This movie's amazing! <laughs> I'm very sorry if that hurt any of your ears. I tried to move as far away from the mic as I could in that moment. I've been holding it back. This movie was fucking amazing. It was great. I'm so sad. First of all, it didn't come out on my birthday. Um, I won't say anything more than that just because people will be freaky and go, now I know when your birthday is. <laughs> um, but, oh my god. It's amazing. And I've, I've been trying to hold back. Obviously, I've been like gushing at it every chance I get. Side, what's your, what's your point in this round, man? So, it is similar to um, the overall aspect of the movie, but it's when Jeremy gets destroyed and i think that the symbolism of him wanting chef's job and overall life where you expect that this is the job that you want and you've like spent your entire life to get to this point and then you get there and you're just stuck you've spent your entire life there's nowhere for you to go and i think that the symbolism of him killing himself and the the mess <laughs> i think it was very poetic and very i can't think of another word um chef dressed this man down he told him that he was a good chef he would never be a great chef but that's not his fault and jeremy blew his fucking brains out jeremy was almost on the verge of tears the entire time he was shaking <sighs> oh my god and it, it, he, he's pretty much he's pretty much Tyler. He he doesn't deserve to die with the rest of the chefs because he's not great, and that's entirely what this was. Um, I was gonna give you five points. I've talked myself up. You get you get seven points for that, Zayed. Uh, I will say Zayed is obviously now in the lead. Uh, got fifteen points, and now another seven. Uh, step it up, you two. Uh, he he didn't get points one round, and now he's beating you guys. Unbelievable. Uh, Jim, it's your turn. Uh, I kind of want to... I feel like we haven't touched on this as much, but the one part where the groups is dispersed into the men and the women, and during the... Yes, man's the, folly. Yeah, man's folly. The, and then... How the whole part about killing everyone was actually Catherine's idea the entire time, and not actually Sloic's. She's really proud of it. Yeah. So, I I found that uh, kind of intriguing, and it was just like, oh, this got, isn't even, like, his idea from the start. It was, like, one of his sous chefs. And then, also, uh, like... I think this is also the part where they tied it in with the ring finger, if I remember correctly. Uh, and I felt like that was a good uh, connection between uh, Slowick and one of the the tables. I thought you had more. I was waiting. I'm disappointed. 
Um, I will I will bring up because I have the line here. I have a lot of lines that none of you have brought up. Disappointed. Uh, every everyone dying was my pitch. I'm super proud of it. <laughs> like, and it goes to show because even like no matter what, like they cook. Like the mess is Jeremy's idea. Man's folly was Catherine's idea. Ultimately, they're chefs' dishes. They're Slowick's dishes, even though these people work under him because they're in his kitchen. Ultimately, because it's on his menu, they're his dishes. So her saying it was her idea, she's super proud of it. Ultimately, it becomes his idea because she's his chef. Yeah. <sighs> You you got you got seven points there, uh, bringing your total to sixty nine. Nice, nice. Um, we move we move to the top of the seventh. I think I think this will be the last round. Is that is that good with everyone else? Yeah, that sounds good. Totally fine. That sounds good. All right, last point, Ilya. My last point, actually, going on one. the uh, the man, the manhunt, um, was the last person to get found got a beautiful little decorative egg with creme fraiche and uh. I thought that was amazing, and the uh, the fact that he was in a chicken coop just made it even better. Oh, my God. Just... The, just... That whole scene where all of the men are running away, like, the dude... Like, I don't even think we see most of them get caught. Like, Tyler, we don't see. The two douche bros, like... They're running away next to each other, and then they split off. We see the one dude on the boat getting dragged back from the ocean. And then we see the chicken coop, and it slowly pans over to the guy who's... Sorry, that's the worst hiding spot. You're hiding right next to the edge? Like, someone's going to open the door, and then look, and then there you are. And the line, special bite for the last guest to be caught. Uh, And then he hands it in. And we get another title card of the dish. It's one of the funniest parts of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And the best part is that the critic takes it and then he eats it. (laughs) It just... (laughs) Like, you're in such a horrible situation. You've been caught by the bad guys. And then they've caught you. And then they offer you food, and then he takes it, and he, like he shakes his head because he's like, "Oh, this is delicious." <laughs> oh. I will say, um, yeah, you get you get ten points right there. Um, just it's just just it's, I had I think this is the highest scoring movie I've had on this show, and that's crazy to me. I I think I had like maybe maybe 10 things I disliked about this movie, like, right away. Um, crazy. Zayed, we come back to you. What is your what's your final point? Um, this one won't be as strong as my others, but obviously I didn't get points one round, so it counts as it's out. It'll be but stronger than that one, for sure. I will say, so, we've established that everything is a part of the menu. Yes. It's so... Obviously, not knowing that before time, every time they acknowledged Margot as Miss Such and Such, who isn't there, and they kept, yeah, uh, they kept harping on this other person because 
obviously they're a part of the menu and she is not. I just thought it was super rude and it was like very distasteful, but obviously it had so much intent and I loved it. And I think that you did as well. 100%. It's driving all of them crazy because they had everything planned. Like they knew, they knew about the douche bros. They had all their bank statements printed on the tortillas. They knew about the old couple. They knew the guy was having an affair. They had a picture of him with a woman. I don't think it was Margot. So it, it was probably another prostitute. Uh, they know about Tyler. Like all the chefs know Tyler's name. Or at least that one sous chef who Tyler is talking to is like, oh, is that such and such? And he's like, yes, it is, Tyler. And then Marco goes, well, why don't you ask him his name? And it's, oh, they all know everyone on the island. All of them were meant to be there except for Margot. She's the one who isn't supposed to be there. And it's driving specifically Chef Slowick fucking bonkers. And ultimately, because she's not a part of the menu, and because she says the right thing and orders the right food, she's allowed to leave. Uh, that's eight points for you right there, Zayad. Uh, Jim, your final point, if you would. Yeah, um, I think one thing that I would, I would like to take the appreciation for the creativity was the, the final dish with uh what they did with the the s'mores uh i i like the play on words of the s'mores having a rich center and then having the all the rich people be the center of the s'mores and then oh my god i just i just you just said that continue oh and uh also Another thing, I'm not sure if this was intended as, uh, like, by the director, but the the whole thing of just burning everything down is just kind of like a purifying uh, fire to burn away all of uh, the, the sins. And, and I, I, I'm probably making that up, but I, it's just something that I came up with. <laughs> well, no, 100%. Like, so much of this, like, like they quote the Bible in this. Uh, and like a hundred percent, it's it's. We have the seven deadly sins there. Yeah, we definitely have him being Jesus, and all the chefs are his disciples. Mm-hmm. Except this time, Jesus is taking the Romans with him. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I give you I give you seven points right there for the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing our scores, uh, Ilya, you are currently in last place with seventy points. Jimmy is in second with 76 points. And Zayad currently is in first place with 81 points, currently placing you in the lead. It is a very close game, however. These last points here definitely uh, can change the makeup of the score. So, first of all, we're going to start with best death. And remember, all of these are worth five points. There is 20 points up for each of you on the board right now. Ilya, I would like to start with you. Who do you think had the best death in this movie? I want to say the uh, angel investor. It was out of left field, and it was uh, it was entertaining to watch. All right. Zayed, what do you think? 
I would disagree, and I would say it was Jeremy um, freeing himself from the torture existence of being less than perfect. All right. And Jim, what do you what do you think? Do you agree with either one of them? Um I think I'm going to go with uh Jeremy as well. I think it's simple but impactful. That is points for both Jimmy and Zayed. It is the turning point of the movie. It comes out of fucking nowhere. Like, you see that, like, like when they're doing, like, the canvas at the beginning, I didn't know what was up. As soon as they uh, pull up, like, the plastic curtains for the kitchen, I wasn't, ex- I was expecting Chef to, like, uh, to, like, slit his throat, to stab him or something. I was not expecting that he was going to pull out a gun and kill himself. Uh, it automat- it audibly made me go, holy shit. Uh, and it- entirely turning point of the movie. Uh, next we will go with which of these food courses would I enjoy the best? And of course I will reiterate that, uh, it's not just like I get one of these foods out of it. It means I am on the Island. I am subjected to this. So anything that had a title card is up for, uh, this, uh, Jim, we will start with you this time. Uh, what do you think these food courses I would like most? Um... I'm gonna say I'm drawing a blank on the name of it, but the one that he did when he was talking about his alcoholic father with it was like the chicken yes, the thigh chicken. with the scissor in it. Yeah. And then the phone cord was like the plate. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one. Okay. Ilya, what do you think? I think it's the uh scallop. I think I do believe that was course one. No, that was course two. It's course two. Yes, because there was the uh, the course appetizer the or whatever. Yeah, yeah, with the shaved sea sea salt. Okay, uh, and Zayed, what do you think? I'm anticipating the left field answer with going with. I'm hoping Falling Angel had a title card. That's not that's not a course, and that would imply that I would be getting drowned. Or do or no? Do they bring out food at that point? Is, I don't think so. I, I but, think that might be part of the tortilla one. But oh yeah, I think wrong. it was actually yeah because they were. Uh, he stood up and said something about what was on the thing, and then they opened the window. Okay, so do you so tortillas? Yes, I'll do tortillas. Okay, that's no points for anyone there. Uh, it's the cheeseburger is. I it? I'm a basic bitch. It's a cheeseburger. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm I'm very surprised, Jim, that you didn't say that, but you you knew it. Um, yeah. The other I thing I, I kind of wanted to not say because I literally I ate s'mores because of this movie. I went out and I got marshmallows because uh, I fucking love s'mores. But this would also imply that I get burned alive, yeah. uh, which I am not about. Um, the last one we have here is I want you all to think of two moments in this movie that made me cry. Um. Zayed, we'll we'll start with you. What do you think are the two moments that made me cry? So, I think that mm, the first moment would have been when Chef was talking to Jeremy, basically telling him he's less than nothing, and he's just not cut out for this. 
And I think that the other moment would have been when he tells everyone that there are no substitutions and drops his angel investor down into the water as in freeing himself from having to succumb to any thing that he doesn't want to have to do. Okay. Okay. Um, Jim, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to agree with the Jeremy one, but I think the other moment is when Slowick is cooking the cheeseburger. Okay. Uh, and Ilya, what do you think? I'm going to say when Slowick is cooking the cheeseburger and okay. when, uh, Anya finds out that she was set up to begin with. Okay. All of you have gotten at least one point. Uh, one of you has gotten two points. And by that, I mean ten points. Um, the two times that made me cry was just before Jeremy kills himself. Because, like, it affected me. Like, I, I knew he was going to die. I didn't know it was about to happen. But, like, him slightly shaking, vibrating, and he puts a... And then he puts a gun in his mouth, which surprised me. Because just his emotion. That guy... I don't know who that actor was. I feel like a piece of shit for not knowing this. Whoever that was made me feel so bad for Jeremy. What was about to happen? The other part was when Ray Fiends makes a cheeseburger. <laughs> How the fuck did you make me cry, movie? He was making a cheeseburger. <laughs> he enjoyed it so much. It brought him happiness. Um... Which uh, brings us to a very interesting thing. Um, Ilya, unfortunately, you are still in last place. Uh, you have 75 points at this point. I think for the first time that this has happened, we have a tie at the end of our first game. <laughs> oh, shit. Zion interesting. Jimmy, both, both of you have 91 points. Fucking ridiculous right there. Uh, I will say the movie I was talking about earlier, if any of you remember that, is your next uh, there's a very smart female protagonist in that. Uh, she was like a uh, survivalist. Uh, now I'm going to take a moment to bring bring up some stuff that uh, that we uh, that we didn't touch on. Uh, here's a very interesting thing at the beginning. Uh, Nick doesn't know what Margot's last name is. Uh, I th you know going in you think that she's his girlfriend, um, which you think oh man he's a bad boyfriend. Uh, turns out she's a prostitute. He doesn't know her last name because he doesn't need to know. Um, fucking Elsa. Elsa is so good. She's, oh my god, Hong Chao, amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, another part of this movie is the symmetry, uh, especially in the kitchen. Like, all of the chefs work in, like, very neat, ordained rows, and I think it's not until... Like, there's one person sticking out, and I think it's not until Jeremy kills himself that it then becomes symmetrical again. Oh my god. Um I will say points away because they have a, they have a lot of foreshadowing what I thought. Um the critic says, "Oh, I I think I tasted a little goat uh right there at the end a little kid." And I was like, "Oh, cannibal foreshadowing. Nice." It wasn't. Um there was farewell dinner. The assistant says it's our farewell dinner to John Leguizamo. That is uh technically foreshadowing. It's not great. Um, the douche bros saying, oh my god, somebody shoot us. We're pathetic, aren't we? I was like, okay, clearly they're going to get gunned down. And then in the scene where they're running away, I was like, okay, now they're going to get d gunned down. And then they didn't. 
Uh, it took me 15 minutes to remember that Nicholas Holt is English. Uh, his his American accent is amazing. Um, food being served on the edge of death. Uh, like, they bring it up, like, uh, I think Tyler mentions, like, he, he knows right when a strawberry is perfectly ripe. Like, when it, when it goes from green to ripe. Uh, he, he waits until the last dying kicks of an animal until he cuts the meat. And that's the point of the movie. Um, the clap that a chef does, that the whip noise that it does elicit. It's great. And all the chefs immediately salute pretty much and go, yes, chef. And then, of course, at the end, we have Anya doing it back. Marco does the clap back to them and they all stop and look at her. Um, Nicholas Colt, Nicholas Holt, I'm like, he looks like he's going to cry during the chef's speech. And then he does start crying. Um, <laughs> uh, I hate that Nick keeps taking pictures when he's being told not to. Why are you taking pictures, dude? You're not going to be alive. Um, the, the, uh, the card for the bread plate that says the bread you will not be eating tonight. Very funny. Ridiculous. Uh, Tuesday was taco night. Taco Tuesday. And Ralph Fiennes is like bouncing his head back and forth. And he somehow made the words Taco Night scary to me. I fucking laughed so hard that the tacos had uh, bank account details. The tortillas. Um, what are these? Tortillas. <laughs> With accent. It's a fucking taco, okay? It can hurt you. A fucking taco that might hold up in court. <laughs> um oh my god there no one pointed this out at, at one point when Sloak is talking to margo in the bathroom and she's washing her hands or something he's like looking not at her he's looking at one direction and in the mirror his mirrored version is looking right at margo like not her reflection he's looking right at her and it's fucking it's so beautiful um, I have slept so doesn't know who Margo is and that pisses him off. Jeremy crying made me cry. Uh, Jeremy blew his fucking brains out. I'm going like, what is wrong with Tyler? Um, at one point, John Lugazamo is like, we can take, we can take him. And like, he scoots his chair over. I'm like, they would have stopped that, I think. Um, the one douche bro tries to smash the window with the chair and it doesn't go well. Um, when when the wife says it was cod and he goes it wasn't cod you donkey it was halibut I'm like oh nice gordon ramsay reference um just the scene where margo comes back to chef's office for the first time and she's talking about being a prostitute oh my god they're both amazing no no actor in this had a bad performance everyone was fucking amazing and it would be unfair for me to go who had the best performance in this movie Everyone is amazing. Um, the chef's mom grabs an entire bottle of wine when all the men or when everyone is told to go outside. The one, the one douche bro runs off before Sloic can explain what happens if you get caught. Uh, Tyler stays next to the women until Sloic goes, you too, you run away. Uh, and then he just like slowly walks around to the side of the building um the 
when uh, Catherine starts crying because she doesn't feel appreciated, and they're all like, oh, no, your food is great. I really love the umboshi. And the assistant goes, it's the emoji for me. And then the critic goes, umboshi. Um, the, the, the couple, the woman looks at Marcos and she goes, so, you know, my husband, and it cuts to him screaming and running away. Um, at one point when all the women are sitting at the table and they're being fed food, being just kept there, you can see Tyler like comes up to the window and looks in. Um, fucking John Lugazamo. Oh, I heard a pop. And then he gets fucking blitzed. Uh, the fucking critic in the chicken coop. Hilarious. Uh, John Lugazamo again. I wrote you a negative review to Sony. And then his assistant saying, I know you CC'd me in on it. Um, I think, I think fucking, I think chef calls Tyler, Mr. Handsome, Mr. Handsome boy. Like it's like when they're like, oh yeah, come and cook for us. Someone says Mr. Handsome Boy and it fucking cracks me up. Um, fucking hilarious. The only reason John Leguizamo's there because he sucks at acting in this universe, I guess. Or the movie's bad. Um, Chef's house is terrifyingly the kitchen. It's one for one. Except for a bed and a sink. Horrifying. Um, very funny dark comedy is when they're coming out with the birthday cake for the one douche bro, and he he turns to them and he goes, "You told him it was my birthday," <laughs> and then go, "It seemed funny three hours ago." <laughs> <laughs> so, that's hilarious. They all they I love to think that they took three hours to bake that cake specifically for him. <laughs> also, they knew it was his birthday beforehand. I I kind of wish it was just like, "How did you guys know it was my birthday?" And they go. We know everything. Um, he quotes Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, and then the and then I think John Luizamo turns to the only black guy and he goes, "Did he just quote Martin Luther King?" <laughs> and then the guy just nods, yeah. Um, the whole bit where the fake Coast Guard comes in, oh, what a way to fuck with people! Crazy. Um, Ralph Fiend's accent slips on the word burger. So she's like, I want a cheeseburger. And he's like, oh, you want a cheeseburger? I'll get you. I'll make you. I'll make you what it feels like the first time you've ever had a burger. Uh, for the most part, his accent is fine. Uh, sometimes he still sounds English. Um, Anya Taylor Anya Taylor-Joy says the very funny bit. My eyes were bigger than my stomach. Because she has just such giant eyes. And I, I feel that was only done when she signed on. I don't think that was originally in the script. Uh, the music and his emotion made me cry, chef. Um, the s'more, the most offensive assault on the human palate ever contrived. How dare you, I love s'mores. And it's such a <laughs> thing where, like, the chef, he's gone so such... He's so over the top that he can't even enjoy the simplistic thing of a s'more. Uh, I don't believe that Aaron would know how to start a boat. That's entirely unrealistic to me. Another shot that I really enjoy right at the end is that uh, when when they're doing the s'mores and then they put everyone in marshmallow vests and then the chocolate hats. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up because we didn't. 
Um, when it explodes, you see the fire reflect in Aaron's eyes, and it's such a good, it's a good shot, man. They know how to act. And then she just eats the burger, watching everything go down. <sighs> if you have not watched this movie and you've gotten to this point, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go watch this movie. We spoiled everything. There's still so much. Like, go watch the movie, you guys. We know that on this show that I am the best boy. But there were four best boys in this movie. Uh, we have best boy Electric, uh, Jordan Johnson. Uh, the rigging best boy Electric, uh, Ian Bolster. Uh, best boy Grip was Earl Perk. Uh, and rigging best boy Grip was John Mark uh, Levin. If I'm saying that any of your names wrong, I apologize. I appreciate you guys. Um, go watch this movie. It's amazing. I'm going to I'm gonna keep these guys hostages and just talk about this movie with them. <sighs> I love this movie so much. I'm, I'm, I'm always correct. I can't. Did I do that wrong? 